what would you give to own the last missing copy of the Gettysburg Address written by Abraham Lincoln or a lock of Lincoln's hair? What is history worth? We'll find out when we come back with Dan Weinberg on Civil War Talk Radio. Have you let your website go stale? Wish you didn't have to wait for your web developer to return your call when you want to update content? You don't have to. Now you can easily and instantly manage your own website content using affordable Avalar technology. Avalar is a website development and hosting company that provides turnkey internet solutions for companies like yours that need to stay focused on core business. Avalar gives you the power to control your website and make updates and additions in real time without having to learn HTML or other complicated programming tools. Websites powered by Avalar feature capabilities that attract more customers and enhance relationships with existing customers. Avalar offers a multitude of leading-edge solutions, including lead generation and referral tracking, shopping carts and payment processing, membership management, and search engine optimization, to name a few. Take advantage of the full power of the Internet using Avalar technology at www.avalar.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R.com. Vitality is a natural expression of health, success, and fulfillment. And yet it's rare to meet people bubbling with vitality. That's because most of us push ourselves too hard. And when we trigger the internal alarms that tell us to change our diets, attitudes, or activities, we ignore them. Allowing outside pressures to override our internal alarms undermines our health, sabotages our success, and limits our potential. If you're ready to reclaim your natural vitality to begin living a life you love, visit thevitalyou.com. You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. Welcome back to Civil War Talk Radio. I'm Jerry Prokopovich at East Carolina University, talking with Dan Weinberg of the Abraham Lincoln Bookshop in Chicago. Uh, Dan, what's the website again of the uh, bookstore? Uh, www.alincolnbookshop.com. So if people want to see what's on the store shelves at a given time, they can check that out. Yeah, it's not everything, of course, but uh, it gives a good window in nonetheless. We've talked about some some really interesting items, uh, a newly discovered letter by Abraham Lincoln, uh, the table from the McLean farmhouse, uh, one of the surrender tables from 1865. I can't afford those. I'm a professor. Um, (laughs) What if I want to start a collection of Civil War books uh, should I just go to Amazon, or uh, do you have anything for me there? Well, um, first of all, I can't afford to keep these either. I have to keep selling them to keep in business. So uh, we have things as in all price categories, because one doesn't need to buy on the high end to be a collector. The, even those who are in the field, pardon the expression, the paperbacks, uh, at least they're reading history, and they might get a nice paperback collection, which is maybe not worth a great deal on the other end, but is worth something as far as the reference and, and history and information that's there. So one collects what one enjoys. That's what, to me, is a collector. And uh, if you're doing it because of monetary reasons as well, you want to invest in things, that's a different story. Then one uh, should collect something quality, not quantity, or one good item, uh, that can be that. But so, if, let's say I just decide I want to know all there is about the, the Western theater in the Civil War. Um, what, uh, what's the benefit of going by the Abraham Lincoln bookshop? Well, the problem is that there are 
what, 50, 60,000 books on the Civil War so far and growing, and we're just coming up to the uh, sesquicentennial in, in 2011. Lord knows what will happen then. Um, so what shops like ours would do is be able to cut through some of that to what are better reads, what are more correct information, where one should go to read certain things, what is now out of date. Uh, I have to admit, I don't yet have in my website an essential Civil War bookshelf. Uh, I do have the essential Lincoln and the essential presidential bookshelves, those two, but not the Civil War. But uh, our staff is knowledgeable in the books that come out, have been coming out, and what has been published over the decades, and is able to lead people to the, the right places. So I know when I was uh, writing about the Army of the Ohio a few years ago, I stopped in, and you had some regimental histories uh, that were were relatively hard to find, uh, old first editions from the 19th century. Uh, you still have a lot of that kind of material. Yeah, so we have everything from in-print books, things that are coming out and being published right now, uh, to out-of-print, general out-of-print, and then also the scarce and the rare. Uh, some people come in wanting to do some research, but we're not really a library in that regard because things get sold. So maybe the crucial item that you wanted was sold last week. Uh, one goes to libraries for that. But um, to be able to go in, one of the good things about going into a shop like this is that instead of getting everything on Amazon, is that one can go in, not only hold the books, but also look into them, into bibliographies, uh, etc., and find material that, you didn't know existed and you would not have found just going through Amazon as an example uh, that one needs to be able to look into books and see books on bookshelves go to book shows Civil War shows uh, and scout these things out and one learns quite a bit very quickly it's true I know one of the one of my favorite ways of researching a topic is to uh, find one or two titles or, or uh, references that seem appropriate and stop there and just go straight to the shelf and look to the right and left and see what else is on the same shelf. Exactly. Uh, and just look and, and serendipitously you may find interesting things. Yeah, the store is a great place to do that. And, and uh, yes, I mean, that's what we try to do here and what I do when I go to the book sh uh, shows and, and bookshops as well. But, of course, we specialize. So one would expect to find uh, more of a variety here than in most other places. One other thing you do there, uh, I understand, is appraisals. Yeah, uh, people are always interested in uh, either insurance for their materials or authentication to know if it's real uh, or if they're going to donate something. Uh, they need the appraisal for that as well. So for insurance, donation, uh, that sort of thing, we do it all the time. I won't ask you what your customer offered to pay for the, the uh, Lincoln letter to Corwin, but... If I come in your shop tomorrow and I've found a new letter by Abraham Lincoln uh, that's a page or so long and has some interesting new content, uh, within an order of magnitude, is this going to uh, net me 1,000, 10,000, 100,000? Well, content is everything. Content is everything. Because new Lincoln material does come up. Uh, most of it is more prosaic. It doesn't have what this does. And it's going to be his day-to-day writings and things he has to do. Uh, so new content uh, is always on the top. Uh, now the, uh, the broken eggs, so-called broken eggs letter to John McCulloch, the general that Lincoln wrote, uh, 
brought that he can't undo the Emancipation Proclamation, this is in 64 that he writes this, has been known as one of the top letters Lincoln ever wrote. And that brought around 680,000 back in 1991 or two. Uh, the Ramsey letter, a one one page that doesn't have, I don't think, great content except it has one wonderful line, where the want of work is so wonderful that it should be encouraged. Uh, oh, that's what that, the the that brought seven hundred fifty thousand. I'm sorry, how much? Uh, about seven hundred fifty thousand, something seven forty, wow. uh, some years ago, a few years ago. So that's where the top ones are going to go. Yours depends on content. Most one or two page letters especially new, are going to have to be in the 100,000 and above if it's really new content. If someone just brings in a, a business card, a calling card with Lincoln's signature on the back, uh, where, where does that rate these? Well, of course, the, the signature either clipped off a document or a letter. People used to do that all the time, unfortunately. <clears throat> or a card, one of those buff cards that he would have on his desk and write out little notes or sometimes put a signature on when someone wanted that to collect. Uh, that, a signature is going to be somewhere in the area of, well, I, I sold my last one at $4,850, an A-Link, a beautiful one. Uh, so you're right in that area. But that's where the forger can do his best work. Well, you anticipated my question. That, that uh, if, if there's money to be made here, then there's also going to be criminal intent sooner or later. Exactly. Um, but, a few years ago, uh, the Pickett uh, estate sold some of its material, uh, as I understand. This was not a forger, but rather the other way around. The dealer was in, involved in some shenanigans. Do you recall that story? Oh, yes. What, what happened there? What happened there was that Pickett's uh, grandson had his kepi, uh, and I think there was a sword and a bunch of other material that were the general's own, own things. And these two uh, so-called dealers came in. They were, were fairly well-known people, too, uh, in the Civil War commercial world. And they came in and, uh, and told them that the whole thing was worth $85,000. And they bought it for that. And then turned around in a couple of months and sold it for ten times that, 850000 And one can't do that. Uh, that is fraud. So another they, they knew when they gave the appraisal, they knew they could do much better. Oh yes, so and, it was a fraudulent appraisal. If if someone if someone comes to a dealer and says, uh, "I want this amount of money for this," the dealer, even if he has knowledge uh, that says, "Well, that's maybe worth more than that," can say, "Okay, I'll buy that from you," because the other person is saying, "This is what I want for it." If someone comes in and says, what is this worth? And I have more knowledge than he does. Then I'm bound to give a general idea of what the real worth is. Otherwise, that that could be fraud. So uh, the moral, I guess, to our listeners: if you have uh, in your attic uh, great grandfather's diary from the war, and you want to say donate it to a university for uh, uh, and want to know what it's worth for tax purposes, you want to go to a qualified appraiser and and uh, find out and, and, and beware of, of being taken advantage of. That's right. And, and also, uh, something else is that just happened this week, so it's on my mind, that someone came in with a Lincoln uh, signature that they thought was good, and a professor told them that it was good. 
and they had a hard time believing even me that it, I didn't think it was because this professor had said it was okay. Well, the professor may know what a Lincoln signature looked like, the classic view, but doesn't hasn't seen hundreds and hundreds and thousands of them come through his eyes and see the differences in what one should expect and what one shouldn't expect of, a, of any one signature. So be careful about those who say it's this uh, when they're not in the commercial world and it really actually could be that. Other than Lincoln, are, are, have you come across forgeries of Civil War documents? Is, that, is, is there much well, more? Well, yes. Uh, again, uh, forgery follows money, and then you're talking about certain people. So Robert E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson, those are people that sometimes will be forged because there's scarcity. Well, at least in Jackson's case, not so much in Lee, but uh, they're both uh, valuable. Um, Lincoln, too, he, he has no scarcity in authentic Lincoln pieces, except he's worth more than most so that the forges follow in. So it, in the Civil War, one doesn't see it as much in writing, I find, in manuscripts, uh, as I do in the accoutrement, the, uh, the weaponry, for instance, that can be fooled with. I don't know that very well at all. And I have my uh, experts that I bring in when I see weapons and ask them to help me out because that really takes a lot of knowledge. Photography is another area that uh, it's not that people are fraudulent, that they just don't understand what they're looking at and wh where it should be in the history of photography. So one has to go to the people who really understand and have a long uh, time of research, investigation, have seen a great deal of material. That's who one has to go to. Well, that, that's absolutely right. I know at the Lincoln Museum we frequently had visitors who had a copy of the Gettysburg Address. Um, it was, of course, the uh, the parchment uh, reproduction uh, printed uh, after Lincoln's death, of which there might be hundreds of thousands in circulation yet today. Well, you and I had them as kids, and there's we all had them. Uh, you can still buy them. Still buy them, huh? Dollar fifty in Washington. That's right. And people find uh, one that their great grandfather bought and put in the attic in 1878. <laughs> and they find it, and they think, ah, I've got the original here. Exactly. That happens all the time. Declaration of Independence is another one. Exactly. Uh, and you have to go in and, and ask the experts before you invest the money you think you're going to get. It's difficult to do that sometimes. I mean, when the Declaration of Independence, every once in a while an early printing of it, a first or an early printing of it comes up and brings a lot of money. The last one, uh, one of the 200 that was done up by Dunlap uh, at, at the Order of Congress at the time, um, there were only about 26 left, and it brought 2.2 million. I was inundated for weeks with people who had been staying up all night thinking they had the same thing. Uh, and uh, I had to be the one to say, sorry. <laughs> and, and, and I have to be the one to say sorry to you now because we're out of time. I've enjoyed uh, it. so much more to talk about. I'm going to throw in a last-minute mention of your book, Lincoln's Assassins, that you co-wrote with James Swanson. Uh, people will want to see some gorgeous images of the the artifacts from Lincoln's assassination. That's the place to turn. Uh, it has been great talking with you, Dan. I hope we can do it again soon. Thank you, Jerry. Look forward to it. I'm Jerry Prokopovich. You've been listening to Civil War Talk Radio.